Hey guys, welcome back to Fire at Will with Aaron and Rye. Today we are going to talk about something that um, hits home for both of us. I guess um, I can always say that because everything hits home with us, but um, this topic is something that um, we've discussed extensively because it continues to show up and it is toxic relationships and bad situations yes and not that it continues to show up but everybody can relate to it because every everybody's been through possibly something toxic and in a bad situation and also the misuse of the word the fact that people want to label something is toxic when it really is just a bad situation right and we just have to be more mindful of the way that we use our words right so um to me toxic is something that is poisonous it's venomous it's poisonous and venomous deadly and that could be deadly to your life right deadly to your um spirit your, your spirit your, your emotional well-being right right um, a bad situation to me is just is isolated Right, it's something you don't agree with, or something makes you uncomfortable, or something, but it's not something that affects you like deeply. So we um, encountered, we know um, someone mutually that is in a toxic. Is in, situation. She's right. in a toxic situation right. for her, right? And because it weighs on her, it becomes toxic. It became toxic for us. I wouldn't say it was toxic for me. I would just say it was a bad situation for me. I didn't find her toxic just because... I know she's not toxic. And she couldn't transfer that energy to me completely because she just couldn't do it. She didn't have that power. I wonder, is it was it her energy that transferred or was it, was it our energy. feelings about it though? No, it was her energy. Okay. When you're around somebody and they're in a constant state of... Um, anxiety or despair or depression or sadness that energy is contagious and I could shake it that's why it's not toxic I could shake it I could come home and after I decompress and I literally had to come home and decompress after dealing with this person Um, but I could and I could shake it, and I'm, and not I'm brand new, I'm back to me but hearing, but dealing with the bad situation that she was in let's just be clear the person is not a toxic person. No, no. The person's actually a beautiful She's an person. amazing person in a horrible situation. In a bad situation. What makes me sad, and the reason I have to remove myself from her and not be as intimate with her, is the fact that she allows the toxicity to keep going. And so, it's spreading like a cancer throughout her body. Yes. She, it, it's just, it's just... You know, I, I mentioned this to you that she took a, a selfie the other day, and she you didn't. See it. You she didn't look attractive in the picture, and the fact is, she's very attractive. She's a beautiful woman, right. but her hurt was just seeping out of her pores. You could yeah. see it. You could. She was wearing the hurt, mm-hmm. and that is when you know. Like shit it, is toxic. It, you know, yeah. they say happiest um, happy women are the prettiest. It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think joy and happiness, it looks beautiful on everyone. Even a even a person that you may not consider the most attractive. Absolutely, it can some, make them beautiful. It makes them beautiful, mm-hmm. and and the opposite of that is that being in a in a situation that is cancerous to you can make you not attractive. Absolutely, but. Um, because you start to wear it, and and when you when you wear your hurt and you feel sad and you, and you feel depressed, 
it takes away from your beauty. It does. It can rob you of your beauty. And I think that starts from the inside because it starts to rob you from things on the inside mm-hmm. and then it starts to show on the outside. Tip, much like in it's anything. It's like a cancer. It is. It's like a cancer. Right. It spreads throughout your body until it starts to physically affect you. But the truth is that in person, when I see this woman, I can see her beauty. I, right. I know she's fly. But for some reason in pictures, it's more evident that she's hurt. Mm-hmm. Would you know? Would you see that if you didn't know the details? Yes. Okay. There are some people I see that right, way, and I don't know them. I've never even met them. But you can see it. I on can them. see that. Right. I can see it on them. I and agree I think, with you. I think that when people take photos of me and I'm in a bad space, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. I think about times that I've been in in a bad space, and and um, it was. I could see it. I could feel it. And I don't want to, I don't want that to get on anyone else. So I isolate myself. And then that's when the people that really love me come looking for me because they know I must not be in a good place. Right. Because they haven't seen me, haven't heard from me. Or And then when they do see you, they can tell something is wrong. Like right. If they see a photo of you, they know that something's off. Mm-hmm. Or they hear be- my voice. Right. Just my voice because I don't sound like myself because I don't feel you like myself. You know what's myself. funny? When I'm going through like a real for real bad time, I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. I, I, may, I, I try to stay away from I people. may talk to Chris, but I don't really talk to anybody because I don't think that it's fair to impose my problems on other people. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, um, if I don't feel that the person can really give me any valuable input or a solution, why is it their problem? Why am I, why am I wasting their time by spreading negativity? But what we have to remember is that a lot of times, just like with you, when you think about um, someone that you love. Right. And they're going through something. Right. You do want them to tell you. Whether you can help or not. Um, or do you want them to keep it to themselves? No, no, no. I want them to tell me if they feel inclined to. If they feel like my honesty is going to be too much for them. If they feel like they're not going to want feedback from me. Um, they don't have to tell me anything. Or if they need me to just listen, I can do that too. Right. They can just say, "Hey, I'm calling they have you to tell you what they I just need. Want, yeah, I just yeah. need you to listen. I don't, I don't need you to tell me. I don't need instruction. Nothing. I just need you to listen to me, and I can do that too. Um, but I don't like doing that to people. I feel like that's not fair. And there is only a handful of people that I value their opinion that much mm-hmm. that I reach out to them and say, "Hey, I'm going through a hard time. I need advice. What should I do?" Right. How should I handle this? Or what, what would you do if you were me? Right. And a lot of the times I won't take their advice mm-hmm. because they're not me. And so their reaction wouldn't is not something it's that I would by do. by who they are. Right. 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 Um, but there are some times where they give solid advice. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't help deny, you can't deny that the advice is solid right. no matter who they are. Right. So I, I get that. It might not be applicable to the situation. It may not work for me. But shit, it might have been some dope ass advice and I might put it in my back pocket for later. I might say that. For a different situation or opportunity. But the, the whole point is this. This woman, um, unfortunately, is in a bad situation. And, uh, no, she's in a toxic situation. Right. And it's identifiable to everybody or any woman that's around her who she happens to share her story with. And we have tried to advise. But she's so... The cancer, the toxins have spread so far that she can't hear you. 
sometimes the toxic that's um, what i find troubling for me sometimes that toxic place is comfortable though if it's familiar, familiar, it's familiar. It's not. It's not comfortable. Not really comfortable. It's not comfortable it's at all. It's completely uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. But it's all it's you familiar know. It's familiar, and you're scared, and you're stuck. And I realized that um, trying to come out of toxic uh, relationships, or just detach myself from toxic, from people that are toxic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes I'm like, I'm out. Right. But sometimes it's harder, especially when you have a lot involved. And I realized that sometimes you just stay in it and stay in it and stay in it. I don't even know that you're hoping that it'll get better. You just, you don't you're almost you, hoping that it'll pass. Or you don't know how, what else to do or right? how to get out. Right. You don't know what move to make. Right. But when you're reaching out to people for help and they genuinely give you solid advice and all you're doing is coming back with excuses like, well, that won't work because of this and mm-hmm. that won't work. No, then at that point, stop calling me for advice. That's why I had to distance myself from this person because no matter what feasible solution I provided, there was always a, uh, that's not going to work. Uh, she didn't want a solution. She didn't want, she doesn't want to get out of it. And I can't, I can't expose myself to someone that does not have enough respect for herself mm-hmm. to walk away from something that is, because what she's going through is extremely toxic. It's not a little toxic. It's not a little bad. It's really bad. Will you be there when she comes out? Absolutely. Right. Because I want to see that glow up. Yeah. I want to see that glow up because I think it's going to be bomb. I can see the glow up now. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see I can it. foresee what's going right. to happen if she actually gets a backbone. And it's a it's a, it's a faith move. You have to... Um, go out on a leap of faith. You really do. So, what's funny is that through all my struggles in my life, and I've had so many... The times that the most positive things have happened for me and to me is when I stepped out on a leap of faith. When I said, God, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm going to try it. And I know this ain't it. What I'm doing right now. It's not working. This ain't it. This is not working. So I need to do something else. And even if I don't have all the answers, God, please just light my path. Just, Just help me figure it out. And I just walked out and did the best that I could. And it all worked out. When I believe and I put my faith in God, and he meets it all... me. He meets me there. Absolutely, he does. Yeah, he really does. And I, he, I have never stepped out on faith, and God hasn't met me. Never once. Never once. We were just talking to Chris about that inside. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was telling you there were times where I didn't have enough for Omar. I didn't have girl. I don't know how, but something came through. Every time, right? Every time something came through. So, my... and I think it's also because. I'm a prayer warrior. Yeah, I will. I pray. I pray. For and I pray everything. in my own voice. I, pr- I don't pray in a pretty voice. I pray like me because mm-hmm. number one, God can hear me anyway. He sees. Well, he, he knows who he I knows am. Who the fuck I he am. knows who he, he made. knows how crazy I am. He knows who Listen, he made. Sometimes I be like, God, I'm so fucking mad. Right. And I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong going on? And he will say, he will. My conscience, which is God, will say, you know what? Just go ahead and do this. And it'll work out. Right. And it always does. Yeah. My faith in God is so strong that that's why I feel like no matter what I do, I never truly fail. No. But that's neither here. We bring it back to the toxic and the, the bad. How, I do think, you, how can you identify for yourself? So, this is the thing. I think it's 
frequently misused. I think that people say things are toxic when they're really not. And people need to stop being so willy-nilly with the word. They need to be a little bit more cognizant of how they apply it. One, I think that there's a huge umbrella for toxic. Usually when people say toxic, they're thinking about a romantic relationship gone wrong where they've been cheated on or lied to or whatever. But a toxic relationship can be one between a parent and child, one between siblings, one between colleagues, anything that is just something that puts a negative energy in your spirit. Yes. Something that you carry with you, something that affects you, that's toxic. Like long-term affects you. Yes. If you are able to forget about it once you go home and decompress, that's just a bad situation. Right. So tell me about what do you do when you have a toxic situ- a toxic toxic relationship with a coworker? Someone you have to work with. Yeah, that's but tough. It is toxic. That's tough. Um if it's like something that you can't resolve between you and that person, you're probably going to have to escalate it to human resources. You're probably going to have to have a mediator come in if you want to keep that job. If that person is bothering you to the point where you don't feel there's a resolution, you probably have to leave that job. You can't... There's nothing worse than waking up every day and hating the job you have to go to. There is nothing worse than that. That's happened to me. I've, I've, And I'm like, shit, I love my job now. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I go back to work tomorrow for the first time in several months. And I'm not fretting about it. I'm not even worried about it because I enjoy my colleagues. I I like the environment. It's positive. So when I started teaching in 2005, I I kind of fell into teaching. It was something I thought I wanted to do for a long time. And I was, um, my child was two, about to be three when I started teaching. And I was working a job prior to that, which was in public relations, and it's so me. I'm talking to people, I'm socializing, working with accounts. It was great, but it was long hours. Long hours that took me away from from my son, and I was a single parent. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make a decision about that. But I was also uh, still in a relationship with his father, and it that relationship as a whole was very toxic for me. Mm -hmm. And... um, but I separated from that public relations job and then I, w- I took a job as a teacher. The school that I initially worked for, you know, I enjoyed it, I was learning, I was new to all of it. And then I moved to a different school and that school, that, that new situation that I was in, it went from a bad situation to an entirely toxic mm-hmm. situ- rela- t- situation for me. To the point that I, I cried on the way to work every day. Yeah, see. Getting in the car, and I would have to cross this bridge to get there. And once I crossed that bridge and I was getting closer to that parking lot, I would just immediately start crying. Mm-hmm. And I was praying, begging, God, please, I don't know what to do. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. And it was interesting that when I got to this to a place in my mind where I said, okay, I'm still here. I have a job. I've tried to get out of this by going to another school or, or whatever. Um, when I said, I'm, I'm open to wherever you lead me next, but it, you got to lead me out of here. Right. And 
I thought that I had to return there. So I was getting ready to get my classroom together. And I got a call from an assistant principal that God, I worked for. And she had her own school. And she said, I have an opening. Come work for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. I'm out. I'm out. See y'all. And it released me. Right. And and I, di- I wasn't crying. I was happy to go to work. God I was happy. Right. He answered my, my prayer. But I really did have to submit it to him. And not uh, completely try to control it. That it had to be a certain way. Because you way. can't. There's certain things you can't control. No. And and I'm glad that you you bring that up. But I I wanted to kind of circle back to this mutual person that we know, um, and kind of give a different perspective on it. I know what it's like to be in a bad space. I know what it's like to be in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. and I know what it's like to feel alone. Yes. And I think that right now. Um, she probably feels quite alone. And I think that she needs strong people around her. She needs to surround herself with strong women that are going to help motivate her to make a move or whatever. I unfortunately can't be that for her because when I'm around her, it's just weighs too heavy on me. And then I bring that energy home to my family and I can't do that. But I think that because I'm removing or my presence has been removed, she may view me as the toxic person because she's saying, well, what kind of friend are you that you just up and left now? I totally see that. I can can see why she might think that I'm toxic because I'm leaving her at a time of need. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that we didn't start this friendship on a good foot. It's not like I have an established relationship with her where we've gone through great times and then we have a bad time. And no, from the time I met this person, they going through nothing but negative. They have given nothing. They have given nothing. This person was in the valley when you met them. They keep just taking, taking, taking. Right. I can't do that. And I and I'm and not it's on an unfortunate and it's unfortunate because I want to be right. that light for her. I want to help her, but I know that for my spirit personally, I just can't do it. It's not good for my children. It's not good for my marriage. It's not good for my household. It's just not and good it's not for good me. For you, I can't do it. I read something um, that <laughs> I read all the time, but I read something that said. That sometimes you have to deal with people in the spirit only. Right. So where I can't, maybe I can't directly deal with you, mm-hmm. but I can continue to pray for you. Absolutely. And send my and good intentions and your I way. Do. And I do. I have good intentions for you. I want good for you. But I pray for I, her I'm, strength. Yes. I'm telling you on a daily basis, I think of her and I pray for her strength. Because I know that once she realizes it, she's going to reach her full potential and it's going to be such a beautiful thing to right. see. Right. So I'm praying for that for her. I just can't hold her hand through it. And so whereas you you may seem like a toxic person. You think I'm probably doing the right thing because you know me. I, I know you're doing the right thing. I know you're doing the right thing because your intentions are good for this person, for you, and for everyone that's connected to you. And not only that, if I were to stay in this thing with her, she wouldn't be able to receive me. No. Because I'm, I'm just too honest, and she's not at a point in her life where she could receive that honesty. All the honesty, right? She can't. It's gonna be more would, of like, oh, she's hurt. judging me. Right. She's, you know, that's. And it would it's, feel like an attack. Right, and that's not what it is. Right. It's me saying, you heard when we were hanging out with her, and you know, D was like, he don't give a fuck about you, girl. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. 
What are you doing? But I also know because we've but we've been in both in, we've been in both positions. Mm-hmm. We've been the person that's been in a situation, and we've been the person outside of a situation. Right. When you're in the situation, it's hard. It is so hard. It's hard. But I've never had anybody. I've never had anybody say to me, "He don't give a fuck about you." Yeah. That is humiliating. I have. I have. That's all I need. I, I'm, I'm so strong, and I have such pride that you could not tell me that about somebody that I'm, I'm I have a relationship with mm-hmm. and for me to still want to be there that would turn and especially because their behaviors align with that statement mm-hmm. I gotta go honey right you not you're not about to make a fool of me I'm my pride I just can't I can't allow people I have been made a fool of right a few times more than a few times but times. I wish that I had a girlfriend that said that to me. I really do. But even I would have, re- I would have been hurt to hear yeah. it. But I, be- I would have been able to receive it, and I probably would have been spurred to action a lot quicker instead of wasting time. So I, ha- I have a, a a friend that was in a this is bef- this marriage was before I met her mm-hmm. years before I met her, and. She was in a marriage with a, a man that um, it was not good. It was he was toxic for her. the The marriage was toxic. It wasn't just bad. It was toxic. And um, from what she told me, she you know there was a lot of things that happened. But then her father came from where he lived to her home to basically come get her. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Baby girl, God loves you." I love you. That man don't love you. Mm-hmm. And when I when she told me that, it struck me so deeply. It's almost yes, mm-hmm. because even to put the love that you think you're in up against who really loves you. Mm-hmm. So for her, her father loves her, mm-hmm. and I and I even think about um, for myself if I had to say to my son because I know how much I love my son. God loves you. I love you. That person does not love you. But a lot of times when people are in these situations, they don't know what real love is because mm-hmm. they don't have a parent that really loves them. Right. When you really love your children, you help them avoid situations That's like true. this. Because it's they an active love. Right. So, for example, your son is 15 years old. He's very attractive. At 15 years old, he could be out doing all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. He's not. And the reason that he's not is not because he's not curious mm-hmm. or whatever. It's because his mama's loved him so good in the right way mm-hmm. that he doesn't feel the need to go out and look for love in the physical way. Right. It's just not, I mean, yes, I'm sure that he's curious and he wants it. Right. But he's just not, it's not a need for him. Right. Where there are young women that need to connect with, young, with men. They need to connect with them because they don't, nobody, they're looking for nobody love. Nobody loves them. Right. When you love your children right, it's evident in the way that they behave. It's evident in the way that they, they're able to handle situations. Now, I'm not saying that you're a bad parent if you don't because some people are people. And even, t- even your children, they may be hard to read. Right. They may be hard to navigate. They may be a little bit more difficult. They might have... and. Even your kids get on your fucking nerves. And sometimes you don't know how to deal with somebody that gets on your nerves. You don't know how to deal with somebody that doesn't heed advice. 
and I don't know how to tell anybody how to deal with that. Right. But I do know that when children are loved correctly, I know that this mutual person, she was not loved correctly. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't, she doesn't value herself. Nobody's, nobody's taught her that she means something. Yes. Had she learned her value, mm-hmm. there's no way she'd be putting up with this shit. It's just not possible. And not that when you know your value, you don't stumble into right. situations. Absolutely. You, but when you're in the situation you can and say, you recognize oh, no. it, you're like, oh, no, I don't belong right. here. Right, right. That, that shit happens to it everybody. It happens to everybody. We, we run into people that, that disguise themselves. Yes. You know, wolves in sheep clothing. Right. They disguise themselves and make it appear as if they're good people and that they love you. But then as time goes on, things unravel and you start to see them for who they, who they, who they truly are. Anybody can be manipulated right. or tricked. You're not a bad person for that. You're not a stupid person for that. That's just life. And those are life lessons that you need to learn anyway. God put you in that situation because you needed to see not everything is roses all the time. But when you subject yourself to it for a an extended period of right. time, when you're allowing somebody to continuously do something to you that is so demeaning, yes, that it robs you of your spirit, something's wrong, baby girl. Yes. So I had... I'd known, I had a friend that um, was also a pretty person, a very pretty girl, um, and she was involved with this guy, and he used to beat up on her, mm-hmm. and the first couple times she'd call me and she'd be like, help, you know, help me, and I ran to her right. aid, because I'm like, don't, what the fuck, no, don't right. allow this to happen to you, but about the fourth or fifth time, I was like, mm-mm. Because why do you keep going back? Right. She's still with that person. To this day. To this day. And I think it's been close to about 15 years. Yeah. Um, people do things in their own time, too. Was she loved right uh, growing up? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think I- about my parents. Um, my parents have gotten better with time. I think all parents do. Right. So, like, I am the age I am now, and I look at my parents and the way we are with each other, and sometimes I wish that they had been this way for me and with me when I was growing up, when right. I was younger. Right. Uh, but they were but they probably had to learning, learn. too. They were learning, They had too. to learn. But and because they, crazy. when I think about them and, and how they grew up, they weren't necessarily loved right. Mm-hmm. They were in situations that weren't good for them. Mm-hmm. And they had to figure it out. And so when I think about um, as they evolved and matured and, and learned things, and they're loving me much better. They love my son even better because it's they've like grown you, in It's like, you ever that. seen how they, you know, your parents treat your children? You'd be like, do I even know you? Like, who are <laughs> you? all the time. They said what they... All they I'm like, what's going on? Because if that was me, I would have been in trouble. No. Like, what's happening here? Oh, my gosh. They're completely different people because that's a thing, too. Nobody's perfect. No. No, Everybody makes mistakes, and we learn as we go. We do. So, if you are carrying generational curses, meaning you weren't loved right by your parents, it's hard for you to love your children right, but you may have said mm, well that didn't make me feel good as a kid so I'm gonna try to do better by my right. kid so slowly each generation we get better right? and that's what we're supposed to do right not everybody is able to do complete dive-in the way that you and I have done with our kids right. I have done a dive-in with my kids mm-hmm. 
a complete dive in. I have made, I make every conscious effort. And still sometimes I mess up. Right, of course. Today, Omar did something that kind of annoyed me. And my reaction was to get out of my face. Right. That's not really the right reaction. But in that moment, I, w- I didn't care. Right. In that moment, he was a child getting on my nerves. And I was just like, get out of my face. Because mm-hmm. you know better than that. Right. Instead of really sitting down with him and saying, in the moment, that wasn't right. Tell me why it wasn't right. Like, mm-hmm. really walking through the motions. I didn't have the energy for that right there. Right. In that moment, I was just like, fuck it. I don't care. Right. You're getting on my nerves. Get out my face. Get out my face. Yes. But most of the time, I sit down and I say, okay, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Or how did your actions affect other people? Right. And if you thought about how it was going to affect other people, would you have done the same thing? And what will you do going forward yes. to prevent this kind of situation? I really use almost every opportunity as as a lesson yes. as an opportunity as an opportunity not only to teach but for to also learn right because I'm learning to parent better so even though I think I'm the bomb ass mama for, mm-hmm. for Omar because I am I'm gonna be even better for Zuri because I've learned from my mistakes with Omar Those I've kinks. made mistakes you've worked kinks out and the generational things that are mistakes. kind of yes, not ma- the old mistakes right, that right. I made before or that right. my parents made or that their parents made. Right, 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 right. And we're also in when I think about um, when I think about my grandparents. So my grandparents, all of them, you, you, when you think about their real lives, how young they were when they were having children, uh, the social struggles that they had, they were just trying to make it. Um, my my mother's parents were very middle class. My my grand my mother's father, I think he had a sixth grade education, mm-hmm. but he was still able to provide purchase for his a family. home mm-hmm. and provide for his he family. He learned. He learned. Now he might not have been the most loving and cuddly person, but he was a provider, mm-hmm. and he made and he was a protector. He made sure. And so I but I think about um, still there was some turmoil in that home and how it affected my mom and how then she went on to have children and whatever turmoil she experienced in that home she may have perpetuated it with us mm-hmm. not knowingly but she was young and didn't know better and, and like did that, not work so, that sometimes out sometimes those behaviors are kind of embedded in you and it you is. don't even see you don't know another doing. way yeah you just think this is the way you do it right and so when I became a parent some of it was my mama used to do this or my daddy used to do this and I'm not doing that with my child but I also um, did not feel the need to parent the way everybody else did I wanted to parent in a way that was authentic to me. And not only that, but you're catering to the personality of that child. Are we going into intentional parenting? Are we talking about toxic relationships and bad situations? Well, this Because I'm just saying... It helps though. Right. So, we talked about... So, we've talked about uh, parents and children. We've talked about um, ourselves as the children and ourselves as the the parents. We've talked about ourselves in relationships. Um, No, we talked about ourselves as friends. As friends. But we haven't talked about ourselves as as in relationships. In the relationships. Because I think that oftentimes that is probably the hardest for us to see. Oh, absolutely. I think that is, it's hard. Everyone sees it before you. Right. You you know, I think that a lot of times... um, People in relationships keep tally. They want to say, well, I was right this time. I was right this time. Mm-hmm. I, I did this right. You ain't do that right. Blah, 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 blah. I don't do that. No. 
Love if, keeps no record of yeah, wrongs. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. If right. I am discussing something with you or I'm bringing something to your attention, it's because I love you. And I want you to do better and I want you to progress and I want to help you. Um, it's not always received that way. Right. A lot of times people may think that I'm toxic or controlling because they feel like I'm telling them what to do. And I'm not. I, I really do respect everybody's individuality. And I really, free will is an important thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't like being controlled. So I try to respect that. Of, but when I see people making the same mistakes and it's impacting them negatively and I love them, I can't help but be vocal and honest. So it'd be, to you, it would be toxic to not say something. Yes, I have to. Right. Especially when I love somebody, I have to say something. And that's applicable not only in my marriage, but with my son, with my family, my mother, my sisters, my everybody. everybody. I have this desire to be, but then they'll say things like, well, that's your truth. That's not my truth. And I'm like, well, no, it's really the truth because of X, Y, Z. And look, it's concrete. It's not flexible. It's not, you know, oh, it, you can perceive it a different way. No, you really did fuck this up. You see, right here, it's in writing. Get your shit together. You go to receipts. Right. So I'll say it. I'll try to say it nicely the first couple of times. But when I find myself being redundant, I lose my temper, mm-hmm. and I think that my message comes off brash and harsh but it it never starts that way I always say hey well maybe we should talk about this and try to work this out and blah 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 but then by the time I'm repeating it for the sixth seventh time you know what the fuck you not gonna do you need to get your fucking shit together I'm tired of this I why am I repeating myself that person is playing you you looking stupid you making the same mistakes you did when blah 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 have you ever managed other people on a job yes how did you? How, how I was were you great. As a manager? I was great. So were, were you that direct? I was, but I didn't curse, obviously, because you can get yeah, in trouble. Yeah, right, right. But, but were you that correct? And they had you common sense. that se- direct? I think that I had a good group of people. I think that they, I had mm-hmm. common sense where they were able to kind of take direction without with no ego. Okay. In relationships, it's different. Mm-hmm. That was business. So they, didn't, they were able to remove their ego and receive the direction. That's the thing. I'm giving direction to the people I'm working with. I'm not giving direction to these people where right. I'm saying, you need to do this for your life. What I'm saying is, stop crying about a bad situation that you're going through or stop complaining or wondering why these are going bad, but you're making the same mistake that's causing that issue. And when I bring it to light, you want to say, oh, well, you judging me or you, you um, it's not even like that. You can't see yourself. So I was... Um I'm on my job and I was, I I had a new coworker and she wasn't nice to me Mm -hmm. and she gave me a hard time Mm -hmm. and my coworkers on my team, one coworker on my team, she saw it too. I felt like, I started to feel like, okay, she's giving me a hard time. But she's not giving everybody else a hard time. So, and I, I'm, I'm very mindful of um, constantly saying that something is happening because I'm black or whatever. No. Because that's not always the case. Sometimes people just don't like you. But some, this and, time. And, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to like me. You don't no. have to be everybody's cup of tea. But this it's time, cool. it was. It was obvious. Mm-hmm. And so, I, w- I would talk to my one coworker about it because I would constantly have to censor myself and just 
kind of tip around her because her function in our team is necessary for me getting things done and closing deals and you making money. Her. You needed her. So I can't just pop off on her because she can retaliate by stopping not, your money. Oh yeah. And that would be and then you stop oh, my money. Oh, we having a problem. You messing with my numbers. We having a problem. Right. Couple things I don't mess around with. My children, my money and my food. Don't do it, honey. Right. Don't do it. Exactly. Leave my damn chicken wings cuz if I go and I see that you ate all the chicken wings, it's going to be a problem. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it's happened. That's a real life situation. So I finally dealt with uh finally dealt with the coworker in a way mm-hmm. um that called attention to what she was how she was treating me but not the reason why she was treating me mm-hmm. that way and so um my other coworker found out i'm trying to i'm actually trying to find the text that she sent me and i can't find it right now but she sent me a message that said um um basically that she was proud of me for dealing with that co-worker in the way that I did but that she was sorry that I even had to, to go through it censor myself mm-hmm. and find diplomatic ways but she respected that I even had it in me to do it yeah um it but it pains me it's exhausting sometimes to most times to not be able to say this shit is fucked up you need to stop it is exhausting to have to be nice so that's all the, the time so we talked about this right so, because I feel like I have the honesty disease that I mm-hmm. often talk about, and that's why I can't be friends with a lot of people, because I have the desire to be truthful, and not everybody can receive truth. You found yourself, because you are honest, but you do it in a sugar-coated, yep. sweet, sugary way. kind of right. way, right? You want to be nice, you want to, and sometimes the message gets lost. It does. It gets lost in translation because you've been too nice. Mm-hmm. So, recently you took the opportunity to be very direct and very honest with someone and from my felt, perspective from from a page from rise book you did it exactly how i was gonna do yeah. it and and how did you feel it felt so good it's a release so you release toxins you release toxins i did i did by being directly honest yes the person may not have and received it didn't it hurt well. me that one second nope nope nope, nope it i did not Mm-mm. and I, it, it did not even it didn't occur to my mind or to my heart about this person's feelings or anything. I wasn't brutal, but I was direct. It was an uncensored this 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 honesty was concentrated. You had if you wanted to add some water and sugar to it, you could, but no, it was not like that. I was very direct. It was short. It was to the point and I didn't I didn't have anything unsaid. And it felt good. And even now, from that moment that I delivered that honesty to now, I still feel no regrets. I, there's no part of me that's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. No, no. I should have said you it that way. And because the truth is, is that you weren't nasty. No, you were just I very was honest. honest. Yes. See, that's the thing. I'm not most of the time. Most of the time. Most I of the time, you're not nasty. I'm not nasty. You can see that my intentions are pure and they're good. I'm never saying something to be malicious or hurt someone. Or to hurt someone. Like, that's the thing. I'm saying it because sometimes you need to say, wake the fuck up. Right. You need to say, stop being a fucking idiot. Right. Sometimes you need to hear that in Mm -hmm. order to actually make a move. Now, I won't do that initially. I will be nice the first couple times. to. To try to help coach you through a situation, if you're important to me, if I love you. But then after a while, I lose patience if you're not receiving the message. And you know what's crazy? Once I get to that level and I say it that way, they receive it. They don't like it. They'll be upset about the way I said it. 
but they receive it. They hear it. They finally are able to say, damn, oh shit, she's an asshole, but she right though. And so when I was a teacher and I would be trying to be nice to my students, okay, guys, we need to do this, this, and this. We need to do blah, blah, blah. Make sure you have They're this. still talking. They're still shuffling papers. And then when papers. I pop off, I'm like, you need to sit down. You the one that have this test Guess on what? Wednesday. Right. And I, then when they cop two, then I'm th- I say to them, why, why do, do I, I have to do that? You? Why do and I have get to you take respond? it to the next level? Right. But I'm, I'm telling you, that's just the why way. Why is it that people do that? I don't know. It's fucking annoying. And when people, Let me get, know if I'm people get mad at me, people get mad at me. People get mad. But at if me. I am, you make sure you say, make sure you say something. You know I will. <laughs> Why are you even saying that? You don't even. That's an unstated. You, you know, know my saying, ass is gonna tell like you. Saying, I love calling people on some shit. I was like just saying, telling you. Make sure you blink. <laughs> I can't. You help already it. know I'm gonna do I'm it. I'm gonna blink. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true though. And I just and that I, shit is and so I, annoying. And I want and I want you as my friend and anybody else that's my friend to tell me the truth. So I think about two women that I have in my life that. My cousin Keish. Mm-hmm. Hi, Keish. And my friend Sharice, who I know that they're going to be like, nah, dude, no. Nah. You know you fucking up. Don't be stupid. Right. They're going to tell me the truth. I'm able to receive it and I'm able to see it. And when I tell them what I did, they're like, oh, Lord, you had to run up at your mouth again. You had to say it like that, didn't you? Why couldn't you just say it like this? And I'm like, well, they pushed me. They pushed me to my limit and I had to really pop off. They're like, yeah, but now the shit is fucking fucked up because they are not going to receive it the way that they should because you said it in such a way that was just hurtful. Listen, you can come across like a fucking samurai sword Mm -hmm. that can cut a piece of paper Mm -hmm. like with a single swipe. Mm -hmm. That's how you can come across it. And then it's like the person is disemboweled and I know they're and trying I, to gather their but the, intestines back but the thing is that prior but they to don't do it right <laughs> but prior to the samurai sword yes I used a butter knife yeah I don't just go in straight for the kill I don't do that right. I used a butter knife then I upgraded to uh, a little dull a steak little knife. dull right <laughs> and then I used a, a real steak knife right. then I used like salt based knife <laughs> then I had to pull out the samurai right. sword because you could not receive it and I'm trying to help and if you're going to be in my life and I love you mm-hmm. and especially if your actions are impacting me right oh no honey right oh no but I I appreciate that like you just mentioned your levels I appreciate that you are mindful enough to start at a level that is palatable mm-hmm. um I wonder if people that really know you if they take that that butter knife to, they, no. for granted, they don't even pay attention no, to the butter knife. That's what I'm saying. I'm they take it for granted. They're waiting for me to pop they off. They need the samurai. They Why do they need that from you? And then they get mad at the samurai. Right. Then they want to say, "Oh, she always going off on somebody. She always no. got an attitude. She always says no." It was four, five used, steps before that. Right. I told you this has been years in the making. Right. Right. But when you make me pull it out, listen, honey. Don't make me pull out the samurai Because it's a wrap. Yeah. I'm going to tell you everything, and at that point, it's going to be nasty. Yeah. And it's, when I say it's going to be everything... It's going to be everything. Everything. And... Okay. There are going to be situations where I love somebody very much. And they may be doing things that I'm not in agreement with. Mm-hmm. But I understand it is not my right to have an opinion or to insert my opinion on the things that they're doing. 
because that person is an adult right. and they're allowed to make the decisions that they need for themselves even if I think that it's the to it's toxic for them right and I love them and I want them to avoid that situation but there's I know that they can't receive that from me so in those cases I won't pull out the samurai sword mm -hmm. I might have used the butter knife a couple times but then you put it what, all away you're like you know I what? put it all away and I withdraw yes I completely withdraw myself because I know that person cannot see what is happening. Right. But again, they could interpret me as being the toxic person in that situation mm -hmm. because one, they feel maybe I'm using my presence as a tool. Mm -hmm. And two, they feel as if I'm judging them or I'm trying to control them. But that's, that's never the case. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging you because I feel like, who am I to judge? But when I love you and I know that something's not right and you can do better or this person's taking advantage of you or why are you still dealing with this? Right. You deserve better. You're, you're better than this. I want more for you. But when I realize that you're never going to receive that message, I let you continue to live the life you want to live. I just, I just remove myself. And that's also hurtful to them and it's hurtful to me right. but I know I can't I can't be around it I can't expose myself to it because the the truth is literally sitting on the end of my tongue right. so at any moment when I see the whatever it is that I'm not in agreement happening I it's like it's gonna come out mm -hmm. it's gonna come out so because let me, I'm, let me just go right I think about that um in friendships even more so than relationships because we tend to um we can stick in a relationship for too long and, and, and do put up with things. shit that we should have but i think about like life. even having long friendships mm -hmm. and not and you may you may say oh that's just a bad situation in this friendship mm -hmm. but you may not be able to really see when a person that you call a friend is actually toxic for you absolutely I've what been. Do you do I've then? been. You have. I, to me, I think that eventually you start noticing behaviors that are just not healthy, mm -hmm. and you have to say, "Okay, I'm starting to notice that this person is stealing from me." Right. I love her. We've been friends for 20 years, but every time she's here, something's missing. Something's from my missing. House. Yeah. Like, then you can actually talk to her. Hey, have you seen this? Mm -hmm. No, she hasn't seen it. She don't see nothing. But she's the only person that's been in your house. So right. what's what's happening? Shit is not just walking away. Right. Do you continue to try to work with that person because you feel like that's something that maybe you, they, there's an issue that you can help them resolve? Or do you think that they're too far gone and that's not your problem and you need to remove yourself because it's toxic for you? You, it's. It, I think that's, that's a thing. My limit is not your limit. Right. Everybody has a different limit. Everybody's standards are different. Everybody, but when I when I personally see somebody going through something that I feel like, and I feel like they deserve more, they, they deserve better, or what's happening to them is not right, and I love them, I can't help but be vocal about it. And I can't help but pull out the samurai sword because I want to push them to action. Mm -hmm. But if I see that when... Prior to pulling out the samurai sword, if I see that they would not be able to handle that truth, that's okay. I walk away. Mm -hmm. I allow, I, I not, not allow, because they're going to live their life anyway. But 
I remove myself so that I don't insert my opinion where it's not warranted. Because there's some shit that really is not my business. Right. I can't help but have a feeling on it because I love the person. Right, right. But it's not my business. I need to learn that's where I have to say, hey, Rye, are you the toxic one? It's the boundary. You have to you have to pay attention to your own behaviors too. I'm not saying I'm exempt from it. Right. I'm not a perfect person. I just know who I am for real. Yes. Like I pay attention to myself. And I know that I have a problem being honest. I'm honest with myself as well. Have you ever been friends with the bad guy, the toxic person? Yes. And see them do toxic things to other people? Yes, and do toxic things to me too. Mm-hmm. Um and, and in my younger days especially, I wanted to heal that person. Yes. I wanted to save that person. I wanted to be the person that turned that person around. You can be a better person. Yeah, if I love you enough, I can love you out of this. Right. Oh, my gosh. You just spoke me. Let me just tell I've you. I've done that. And you can't. You can't. You can't. And that's why I'm so passionate yes. about not allowing people that I love to be taken advantage of or to go through some bullshit that they shouldn't have to. That's why I'm so passionate because I've gone through shit like that. Yes. And I'm just like, don't be me. Right. Don't go through that. You're too good for that. Yeah, you that person does not deserve you. They should right. be licking your boots. But here you are sweeping up after them. Mm-hmm. No. No, 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 no. Know your worth. Know your value. There's nothing that bothers me more than somebody that doesn't know their worth. Mm-hmm. You know, I introduce you to Amber. Yes. Who I I adore and, and respect, I, and I respect her. Right, I respect her because she made uncomfortable decisions, difficult decisions, but they were the right decisions. Yes, she respected herself. She had a backbone, and she was strong enough to identify something that was wrong and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And the strength that that takes, man, I love women like that. Right, I love women like that. It's inspiring for me, and those are the kinds of women I want to be around. I want to be around women that are strong and powerful. Yes. That are going to inspire me to be a better me every day. And still emotional, because being strong and Doesn't being mean that you're not emotional. Does not the mean you lack that, feelings or emotion. The reason that I'm so strong is because I'm emotional. Right. Right. I'm passionate. I'm passionate, and I feel my feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't... I do my best now to not bury my feelings. I feel my feelings. You know, it's sad that a lot of times, mm-hmm. a lot of times people, just to spare other people's feelings, ignore their own. Oh my, you, they, they sacrifice themselves just to protect other people. I don't, don't, don't want to start a fight or this is going to hurt his feelings or this is going to hurt her feelings or this is going to bother him. Let me just not say nothing. Then all that's happening is that that problem is brewing and stirring inside mm-hmm. of you. That's why, again, it's so important for me to be honest because in the moment, because I can't. If I you can't, bury it, it, then that means I could hand you this bottle of water wrong, and and you you can pop explode. off on me about the everything. Samurai sword is gonna come out. Like, I'm gonna bring I out fifteen you, swords, <laughs> right? I because you wanted this, right? <laughs> right. So. That, that passive aggressive behavior because we're afraid to hurt people's feelings or we're afraid to have a confrontation or we're afraid to be hurt, I think that that needs to stop. But, and, but some people don't call it passive aggressive. They call it keeping the peace. Oh, and I get that. And, mm-hmm. and, there's a, and that is a big thing in my family, I feel mm-hmm. like. I feel like there's a lot of people that just say, is this battle worth fighting? Right. Mm, no. 
I'd rather just ignore it and act like it's not happening, mm-hmm. even though it's happening every day right in front of me. I just want to ignore it and, and just be cool. And then the next thing that happens, you are ten times more pissed off about it than you should and be because that, of the last few things that happen ne- that you ignored. But they're never truly happy right. because they keep ignoring things that bother them. They're just keeping surface level peace. Right. But they're no just, real, it's they're, not real they're, they're not having confrontations, but they're having inner conflict now because they're not being true to themselves. Yes. And that is true for every setting. Mm-hmm. That is true in, um, in our workplace relationships, in our friendships, in our romantic relationships, in our families. If we are honest and we honor our feelings, and I think the important thing is understanding how to approach people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's not always appropriate to just go and blast, which is why I appreciate the levels that you describe. Here's the butter knife, and here's the dull knife, and here's the this. Like, there are, there really are levels. You can't just come in, kicking in the door, and but destroying But the thing is that everything. people only, and because I, I, I'm known for pulling out the samurai sword, I'm just known for it, because mm-hmm. after, but so many times, I'm going off. Right. Um, I'm known for it now. So everybody, oh Lord, here she go. Here she, here comes, here comes the mouth. Here she comes. She gonna start some problems. She's gonna. Why can't you just not say nothing? Why can't you? Because you know what? I'm not that person, and I never will be that person. I like the fact that I identify issues, and I want to discuss them. Mm-hmm. I want to confront them, and I want to talk about injustices. I want to talk about things that are not right. If I see somebody being mistreated and I love them, I want to talk about it. Right. I want to identify it. I want to help them identify it. I want to help them see it. I can't help that. I think that, you know, growing up in a Caribbean household, um, you're not really allowed to emote. Yes. You are supposed to be in agreement with everything your parents say, even if it's something you don't like. If they, she say, sit down and eat this, this cauliflower, and you hate cauliflower, you better eat. You it. better eat that fucking cauliflower. You know what, Caribbean household, and because I'm a standard issue Black American, regular people Black households too, same way. Right. You weren't allowed to have opinions. You're not. Or you do, you do as you, you say. It do, do as, as they I say. Not, not as I not not even as I do. So if you see your no. parents doing and she don't even like cauliflower. Right. Like, mm, I don't like cauliflower, but you making me eat she it like put what one is piece going? on her plate. And, and give you and, ten. Yes. How is that? Mm-hmm. And then you wanna call out the injustice, number one. You wanna you wanna say you wanna be vocal and you can't because you have to stay in your lane as a child. Exactly. Right? But, and we carry that into our adulthood. That's what I'm saying. Right. You're right. I'm not doing that. I feel like from the time I probably came out the womb, my mouth was open, ready to bark. Mm. And I was muted. I was muted. I, I think I was I was scared. I was not allowed to be right. vocal. And that's why I'm so passionate about it now. Right. And nobody's going to shut me up. Nobody is going to tell me I cannot speak a truth. But here's what's interesting. It does, that honesty, it is who you are, Mm -hmm. but it also comes from a place. Mm -hmm. It comes from a place of Of, having been muted, of your feelings and thoughts. And my need. I have a a really a deep-rooted need, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I have a deep-rooted need for people to be honest with me. If I if I start a friendship with somebody and I tell them in the beginning, look, I'm the kind of friend that if you come to my house and you spend the night, you got to make up the bed. 
Do you do that? Oh, yeah, I make up the bed. Every time I spend the night, girl, yes. I'm also the kind of, um, you know, friend that when we go out to eat, I don't always split the tab. Sometimes I pay for it. Do you pay for it? Right. Like, I'm transparent yes. from the beginning. Don't agree with everything I've said. No. And then come over Say to my house thing. and leave and not make the bed. Right. And then every time we go out, I'm picking up the tab. Like, don't... Just be honest and say, you know, no, I don't really make the bed. And some people aren't aware of who they are, but that's an opportunity for them to think about it. But then when it happens, I'm like, okay, well... You said you made the bed. Right. And you didn't. And that's why things are not working, because Mm -hmm. I was honest and you were not. I'd rather you just say, I'm lazy. Right. I don't like making the bed. I'd rather you say, you know what? you're lazy that you're not a bed maker. I'm just just giving it this example. I'm taking um, I'm broke. That's why I'll never pay the bill. Right. Whatever it is, I'm cheap. Whatever it is, right? But just be honest. But broke people shouldn't be going out like that. Yeah, you, should you say, know what I mean. I'm, I'm just get, these no, are just no, petty examples. No, but these are gems that we we got to insert these in as well. They really shouldn't be. We sh- if you if don't got no broke, money, if your finances are fucked up, stay your ass. Stay at home. home. And you should say to your friend who's invited you out. You know, girl, my finances are on e right now, so um, I really can't go out. That gives your friend the opportunity to say, well, hey, you know what? You want to come over or you want me to come over or I got you. But be honest. But back to the toxic uh, relationships and bad situations. I was just trying to say that I understand and identify how somebody may label someone else toxic. Right. Such as myself. And they may truly feel that way Mm -hmm. because I'm not giving them what they need or what they want. But it's never because I'm abusive. It's never because I'm lying to them. It's never because I've manipulated them. It's never that kind of thing. It's maybe because I'm being too honest with them and they don't want to hear that. I'm not co-signing their bullshit. Um, Or I'm withdrawing my presence. Yes. Because that situation no longer works for me. And at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's best for For me. And you have to. And I think this is a, I think this is a a conversation that is going to be continuous for us. Absolutely. Because we can't cover it all right here. But it's a constant work in progress. It is. And and my honesty may change. Yes. As I get older, I might be like, well, damn. Yeah. Some things know, may My soften. family, nobody want to hang out with me no more because I'm keeping it too real. Let me right. put a samurai sword away and pull like, out the butter knife. You're like, I'm real and real lonely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I think that, um, again, this is something that we're going to continue to talk about. And I'm interested to hear the feedback from our listeners. So I'd love for you to weigh in. Uh, follow us, IG, Faya at Will, F-I-Y-A, another A-T-W-I-L-L. Make sure you comment on this episode. Let us know your thoughts. uh, Ask your questions. Give us your scenarios. We will talk more about this in the future. I also want to bring up one quick point while we still have a minute left. Um, I saw a post on IG. This guy said, um, these days, if I catch one one Mm. bad vibe, I'm out. And he got dragged Mm -hmm. because people are like, that's what's wrong with today's society. People are so quick to give up and walk away and blah, 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 blah. But I was in total disagreement. I think that once you reach a certain age, you kind of have discernment yes. to tell, mm, this person is a kleptomaniac. Right. I am not. Per- or this person just ain't right. This per- person is a habitual liar. Right. Yeah. And I've caught them lying a few times. Right. Maya Angelou, when somebody shows you who they are. Believe them. Believe them. 
and act accordingly. And if somebody tells you who they are, such as myself, them. I tell you from the beginning of the relationship, friendship, I said, look, I'm going to keep a real ass mm-hmm. person. Yeah. It, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people can't handle it. You sure you can handle it? Don't tell me you can and be my friend. And then when I keep it real with you, like, oh my God, right. she's so crazy. <laughs> no. I told you from the jump. Right. Right. But anyway, y'all. <laughs> Let me know if, if, you know, keeping it real is all we require. I wanted to talk about that, but we can talk about it. We can talk about it in another episode. I think that, again, this is a a topic that is going to come up again. So you'll probably be seeing a part two very soon. All right, y'all. Fire at Will, F-I-Y-A-A-T-W-I-L-L on Instagram. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.